Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back one more time to the Primal Potential podcast. It is a Saturday, which means Chris is here. Everybody's favorite day is when you're here. Was it the other day that you were telling me, I mean, hi. Hi. <laughs> Was it the other day you were telling me, I think you read it on the air, that your fan mail said that like, I'm more relaxed or something with I you? Know, something like that. Yeah. I have to go back and read it. I'm not going to read it again. I wonder if that's true. Do you think that's true? Um, Am depends. I more relaxed? Sometimes. Sometimes. Have I gotten more relaxed over the years? I mean, when you're not pregnant, yeah. Mm, you think that makes me less relaxed? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> A little bit. All right. So today we're going to give away the Changemakers Journal again, and I'm going to tell you why. Because? Because it's amazing, obviously. But no, the reason is somebody in the Masters Club posted something. She had bought it, but she hadn't started it yet. And I think for some reason, like I'm the anti-perfectionist. I don't have a perfectionist bone in my body. (laughs) I really don't. I'm like the, I think it's part of being a business owner. Like you can't be a perfectionist. You'll never do anything. Right. Mm. Um, but a lot of people say like, I got the journal, but I haven't started. Cause like, I don't want to like mess it up. <laughs> I don't want to do it wrong. Like seriously, people say that all the time. And, and obviously enough people are saying it. It's a real sentiment. It's just not one I relate to. Cause I'm like, uh, <laughs> what's it for? Anyway, this person in the master's club, finally started using her Changemakers journal. And she said, she said, basically, I can't believe it's only been 10 days. She set this particular goal. And in 10 days, she like crushed the goal. And then she said, um, you know, she's been totally committed to doing the three small action items for this primary goal with no distractions. And she thought that it was going to be this big, huge thing. But once she broke it down into smaller pieces, it only took her 10 days, Nice, which is, which is so cool. So anyway, I got excited. She said, uh, the best part from my perspective of what she said is she said, the overwhelm is gone. I had fallen in love with the identity journal, which is part of the 12 weeks to transformation. And she said, I didn't think it was possible to love another journal so much. And then she said, the overwhelm is gone. And now I'm back to dreaming of all things possible. And that just like, I just love that. Nice. So that's what we're going to give away today. There you go. And we will announce the winner at the end of the show. At the end of the show. But we got, for now, we've got some questions. Right? Yes, we do. What you got? What are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> Thought I felt something moving. Oh. <laughs> that was the last episode. It wasn't. It wasn't. With a tick. Not today. Uh, what you got? First question. Okay. How did you and Chris meet? This should be. We should do like trivia sometime and pick the winner based on trivia because I know we've talked about this before, yeah. and I wonder how many people go, listen. Go back and listen to the episodes. N- I wonder how many. Find it. <laughs> I wonder. I'm not telling you. I wonder how many people are listening. Like I know, shouting out the answer. Nosy. 
<laughs> this I feel like every time we tell the story, it's like we have different answers. Well, no, I mean we have the the truth. We have the real answer, but I'm not gonna say because I, I'm not getting paid by them. Oh, I get no royalties. Oh, we met online. Yeah, yeah. Because this doesn't say where did you meet. It says how did you exactly. Meet? Yeah, which is very, very different. Very different. Yeah, we met on the internet. Yes, we did. Yes, and you were like super averse to doing that, weren't you? Yeah. Like online dating? Yeah. I wasn't my, at all. my buddy was like, hey, Chris, I want to get you an online dating profile. And I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> you just had all the ladies lined up without and then, it. And then uh, <laughs> I, was, I was away visiting my daughter in Wisconsin, and I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Because you were bored. Let's do it. <laughs> and we did it. And then, ladies and gentlemen, we did it. <laughs> Both of our mothers listen to the show. Let's move to the next question quickly, Honey, quickly, they quickly. know you're pregnant. Quickly. There are no questions. <laughs> quickly, quickly. <laughs> <laughs> next question. How do you overcome negative self-talk? All right. Positive I... self-talk. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Journaling. <laughs> Stop shouting in their poor ears. So... I actually think that the goal isn't to overcome negative self-talk. And I think that's why so many people struggle with this because they perceive the goal as ending the negative thoughts that arise, right? I was actually texting back and forth with one of my girlfriends yesterday and she was having a tough day. She reached out to me and she said, do you have a bandwidth for me to just like totally vent? She said, it's okay if you don't. And I, and I was like, let's go. Cause I've, I've used her for that several times. And, uh, so she was just, she was just having a day. She was feeling crappy about herself. And so I listened and you know, whatever. And then I said, just so you know, you're not alone. I spent most of my doctor's visit in the waiting room comparing how much of the seat my butt took up compared to the woman sitting across from me. You're a weirdo. <laughs> so true. She walked in and she sat directly across from me. Who won? Well, I guess it depends. Like, I mean, I'm going to be displaced less easily. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, but she sat down and I don't know what it was that struck me I mean, she was she was a, a very, very petite woman. And when you're at the OB, like, not everybody's tiny, you know? Like, depend, whatever. Especially, like, my butt has definitely gotten bigger in this pregnancy. Anyway, so she sits down across from me, and I just notice, like, gosh, she's got a lot of extra space in that chair. Can we change chairs? <laughs> Yours <laughs> looks a little bigger. <laughs> and then I was, it's almost like, like, two of her could fit in her chair and like definitely not two of me could fit in my chair. So then I'm looking at her and I'm like, what do you think? That's like three and a half, four inches on either side of her leg. So then I take my hand and I put my hand like right against the outer edge of my thigh. And I'm like using my fingers to try and measure the distance between my thigh and the end of the chair. I'm like, yeah, I'm, way, <laughs> I'm filling this chair out way more than she is. Anyway, the goal is not to eliminate, and I was kind of like chuckling about it. I mean, it, it didn't feel great that I was like, I'm maybe twice as wide in the backside as she is. Anyway, the goal isn't to overcome those things or make it so that it never comes up that you walk by the mirror and think, 
oh, geez, you know, like that's not a flattering angle. Or you open up the camera on your phone and it's facing you. Oh, I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wasn't ready. (laughs) (laughs) But that's, that's not the goal. The goal is, I think, twofold. There's lots of ways to go about this. But to me, it's twofold. It's how seriously do you take those thoughts? Are you like grabbing a hold of it and riding it all the way down and then like piling on? Or are you just like, eh, you know, hey, and move right along to the next thing? Are you fixating and dwelling and driving deeper? Or are you able to just kind of brush it off and move along? The other thing is, are you intentional about adding in a diversity of thoughts, beginning with thoughts that have nothing to do with you. I talk about this a lot, removing yourself from the center of the story. Most people who struggle to the greatest degree with negative self-talk think about themselves more than the rest of us, right? So, and that's not any sort of like, I'm not, I'm not coming at you. That's not, that's not a bad thing. It's something to be aware of so that you can improve. Think about other people more. First and foremost, for the longest period of my life, I would wake up thinking about me being tired, not getting enough sleep. I would get into the shower and be thinking about how I didn't have ankles. I would walk into my closet to get dressed and I would be thinking about how nothing looked good and nothing felt good. Most of my thoughts throughout the day, I should eat this, I shouldn't eat this, like, are they judging the way my stomach looks in this shirt, blah, I'm the biggest person in this room, whatever it was, it was all about me. So, so make it not all about you, okay? That's one step. The other is, what's your practice look like for inviting thoughts that aren't negative? Because there are going to be negative thoughts, whether it is I don't understand this. I was reading an article just earlier today and I was, I I had a moment of like real disappointment in myself because I thought, I don't get this. This is in English. I should, I've always been the kind of person that's like, you can figure it out. But I read this article two or three times and I just didn't get it. And then even outside of that, I have a friend of mine who just financially, he's so much smarter than I am. He's so much more financially literate than I am. And I have moments where I feel dumb in comparison. I know that I'm not, but those spontaneous thoughts are going to arise. To what extent are you deliberate about inviting good thoughts? First, thoughts that aren't about you. Think about yourself less. Remove yourself from the center of the story. And then really be deliberate and intentional about thinking good things. One of the things that I love about the Changemakers Journal is that it has a section for wins. And every day you're writing down small wins. And I think that's like a very tangible, tactical way to invite thoughts that aren't negative. Even if it's like, hey, I had my protein shake for breakfast, really wanted pancakes, had my protein shake. That's positive. Or it's, you know, I wrote out that card to my grandmother. That was thoughtful. I made the time to do it. That was great. I, you know, wasn't in the mood to make lunch but I made us really vibrant salads and I went for a walk on the canal and this, that, and the other thing. Get in a deliberate practice of thinking more, more positively, but also think about other people 
more. Think about other things more. Because the people who suffer from this the most think about themselves the most. Selfish. No. <laughs> Self-centered. You're fired. It's probably like, okay, I got things to do. Go out to the yard. <laughs> I keep looking out there because I'm like, when is Ricky going to show up on the porch? Probably not because you're here and it only happens. They Ricky's were out one when of I got our home. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Oh my gosh, you guys! If they, you they crawled out next to the barrel, they like they they found the tiny spot and they went out that way. Here is the thing, you guys. Bored goats will try to escape. Our goats really keep bored successfully goats escaping. Escape. And I'm like, when we are in the hospital for a few days, they're going to be in the road. No, they don't even leave the yard. Yet, because we catch them and we bring them back. They come and up and lay on the porch. My task to you is secure the area. Yes, new pen. I like the idea. See, he just, but that's down the road. Anyway, we got another question. This is about the people. <laughs> this is not our marriage therapy. What's the key to developing discipline? I have the goal, the, messes, the methods to reach it, the why, and then I start, and within a week, I'm bored. Or it's not my priority anymore. Help. All right, so I really believe that you need some structure. So two things, I believe, are the key to developing discipline. Specificity and structure, all right? Specificity and structure. The reason, I mean, just to be very real, and it's probably no surprise to those of you who listen because I've talked about it many times over the past couple months, the entire reason that I created the Changemakers Journal was because I was struggling with discipline, right? I had gone through a massive life change after our daughter died, and what had felt easy, getting up, getting into my work, knocking things out, moving forward, achieving goals, all of a sudden felt really hard. And I felt like I didn't have a structure for getting things done. So that is my structure now. Every single day, seven days a week, I go through this structure. You need structure. But you also need specificity. A ton of people will set a goal, but then it's like, you, you lack clarity on what the daily today, not every day, what the today step is for that. So you have to be very specific. Look, if you decide that being bored is an out, then it's going to be an out. You have to decide fundamentally that bored or not, I'm going to do it. I had to practice that every single day with writing my book. I will tell you that very similar to working out, nine days out of 10, maybe even 90 days out of 100, I did not want to write. I wasn't in the mood. It felt hard. It wasn't like I wasn't on fire with ideas or thoughts. You have to decide if you are going to be committed to the small daily practice or if you're just going to do it when you're in the mood. And that is why specificity and structure help so much. You can't fly by the seat of your pants and expect to get anywhere good. So my structure is the Changemakers Journal. Your structure might look totally different, and that is okay. I knew I needed structure, so I created it. And it's just like, you know, when we were talking about at the top of the episode, my friend in the Master's Club had this work goal. It felt really daunting. She'd kind of been dragging her feet. The structure for her, same thing, was the Changemakers Journal. And you, you get there. In terms of it not being a priority, 
I don't believe that it's not a priority. What I believe is that you've stopped focusing on why it is a priority. There are going to be competing priorities for all of us all of the time, right? I have competing priorities with my podcast, with my book, with product development, with marketing, with messaging, with content creation, not to mention my own life. And yet there you did mention it. That's a good point. I wonder where that saying comes from. We always mention what we say not to mention. Needless to say, and then we say it. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. You'd Um, think if it was true, it'd just be needless to say, and people would know, and you could move on. Now I've lost my train of thought. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks. I knew I had you here for a reason. My point is, (laughs) there are always going to be multiple priorities. I don't believe that means that one thing suddenly is not a priority. What I believe is that you stop focusing on why it is a priority. That's why in the Changemakers Journal, we write down our, our primary goal every single day. And we don't just write down our primary goal every single day. We write down three singular action steps we will take on that day to facilitate progress towards that goal. The three daily action steps aren't the same day to day. Sometimes maybe they are. Oftentimes they're not. It doesn't matter. But if if you don't have that kind of structure, then it's just going to be off the radar. You have to keep it on the radar. So specificity, structure. Changemaker's journal. Ching. Yeah. <laughs> Chris said we should have a little sound effect that plays whenever I mention that. How do you sorry, how do you continue with a new routine or no, habit? How long? Oh sorry. That's oh. the whole part uh, of the uh, question. I, I did that the two questions together there, the next two. Uh, how long do you continue with a new routine or habit when you're not seeing results until you decide it's not working for you? I love this question and I also think it's the wrong question. So I love the question because it's so great to think about that. Like, all right, how long am I going to give this before I assess, is is it working? Is it not? Should I continue? Should I not? The reason that I don't love this question is because there's a ton of variables, right? So let me give you an example. If you say, um... I started CrossFit, okay? And I started CrossFit because I want to lose weight. Mm. How long do I go to CrossFit before I decide if it's working or not for weight loss? Well, the thing is, you could be going to CrossFit four or five days a week, but you're eating like crap, you're stressed to the gills, and you're you're not sleeping, Mm. right? It's not a matter of CrossFit's not effective for fat loss. It's a matter of there's these other things happening. And typically, when I get this question, it's either related to business or it's related to fat loss. Mm. Okay. So, in business, let's say um, that you're going to start blogging and you're going to blog five days a week to to increase traffic because you're putting more content out there. You're going to get better SEO ranking. Well, you could do that for a month and not have any traffic. And it's not that blogging doesn't work. It's that you're not a good writer, right? Or it's that um, your website isn't optimized or that maybe it's going to take something else in addition to that or nobody knows that your blog is out there, right? 
there's so many other variables. And so I cannot say, you know, a week or two, a month, because you have to be looking at the totality. This is why from day one of my journey, I have journaled in some way, shape, or form because you have to see all of the factors. Let's say that you sh- you switch up breakfast, right? And you had been doing oatmeal and fruit for breakfast and you listen to episode 195 and you're like, you know what? I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to do a protein shake instead. And you think that's going to help with your fat loss. Three weeks later, your weight's exactly the same. Is the breakfast switch the problem? I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that you are um, overeating. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're doing Mexican food and ice cream. You could be one of those crazy keto people who thinks it's okay to like snack on cheese anytime you're hungry and you've eaten 4,000 calories a day in cheese while you sit on your butt at work, right? So I can't give you an answer in terms of time. What I can tell you to do is really be dedicated to writing things down, especially when I talk about on the fat loss side of things, you need to pay attention to, are you hungry? Are you experiencing cravings? How's your mood stability? How are you sleeping? Because those things are going to point to what's going on. Maybe you're eating in a way that isn't balancing your hormones and those kinds of hormonal biofeedback signals are going to let you know. In business, It could be that there's 10 other variables and you just really need to be in the trying everything and learning from it as you go kind of space instead of the space of like, okay, it's been two weeks, it's been four weeks, should I ditch this? So the short answer is, I don't know. Mm. Mm. I do guarantee that if you stop doing something, it won't work. That is true. That is true. I'm ready for you. Ooh. How do you change? See, aha, got it right this time. Okay, congratulations. How do you change your mindset around giving maximum effort without feeling restricted? This was such a huge paradigm adjustment for me because I grew up in a home. We had a saying in my house. I think I wrote about this in Chasing Cupcakes, but we had a saying in my house came from my my aunt and then my mom and then everybody started saying when it. you say your aunt, you mean Tonto or? Yeah, Tonto. Okay. Um, it's your birthday, eat like a pig. It's Easter, eat like a pig. You know, it's Father's Day, eat like a pig. Yes. Um, and and it was kind of, it was kind of a joke, but you know, we, we love food. We love holidays. We had big, huge things. My dad would cook for days. Like there was just always abundance around the holidays. And it was just this permissive statement. And so I grew up with these associations that indulging was great and not indulging was like sad trombone. Yeah. Just like no fun at all. Um, You know, we would kick off vacations with a trip to the same ice cream place. Right. So I had all of these like positive associations with indulgence and then not indulgence was just like sad and not as fun. And, and I didn't grow up in a home where healthy food was like really celebrated and sought after. I mean, my mom's generally a healthy person, but it was more of a discipline than it was an enjoyment. Like Chris and I just had salads for lunch and it wasn't a discipline choice. It was like this is like fresh and light and good and, you know, like satisfying on a, on a warm day. 
I didn't have that association with food growing up. So there absolutely is the perspective of missing out, right? I'm missing out if I have a salad instead of a burger and fries, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not the only perspective. And this is the essence of what it means to become a better thinker, is to look at what else is true. I know for me that when I was at my heaviest, meaning I was missing out the least on food, I was indulging the most, I was saying no to myself the least, so there was, there was not that feeling of restriction. If I wanted to stop and get Hostess cupcakes and eat four in a mile drive, I would do that. There was no restriction. What was true of that time is that I felt like crap. I was tired all the time. I woke up feeling disappointed in myself. I isolated from other people. I was depressed. I hated my body. I wanted my life to be different in every single way. We can't deny that reality. Now, not everybody has the experience of the extremes like I did where you're overeating all of the time, but look at those times of your life where there's no restriction at all. How do you feel? When I go on vacation and I say yes to everything, like, oh, we're on vacation, drink as much as you want, eat as much as you want, I feel like crap. We also really don't say yes to everything because no. we, we try it and then we're disappointed and we're like, yeah, nah, let's go to the buffet. <laughs> I, I, that is a new thing for me, though, yeah. because now I'm like, it's not worth it right? I'm not going to drink a drink just because, oh, hey, we're on vacation. Like if it's not good, I'm not going to drink it. Yeah. If it's not tasty, I'm not going to eat it. But when I look at the times where I've eaten or drank or spent without restriction, I haven't felt good. I haven't been happy. And we're missing that piece of the story when somebody says, hey, do you want ice cream? No, I shouldn't. And then we feel really bad about it. This is what it means to become a better thinker because we have to tell the whole story. We have to really be open to other perspectives. And for me, it is black and white. It is clear as day. It is undeniable that I am happier, I am more energetic, I feel more confident, I'm more social when I'm taking great care of myself than when I'm not. Period, full stop. And we all have to be willing to not just tell that moment in time story, oh, I'm missing out, like everybody else is drinking and I'm not. That is a moment in time story. Tell the whole story. Who do you want to be? What do you want to be? Those are the kinds of things you need to consider. Thank you. You are very welcome. I'm here for the answers. I wonder why I stop or give up when I get so close to my accomplishments. Any thought? Um, I'd rather not say. (laughs) (laughs) They probably would rather you not say, too. So, let me. Quitter. (laughs) (laughs) It's tough. It it is tough, though. No, I think that this is the wrong question. And I say this all the time, and I know that people probably said that before I said that who have listened to this Mm -hmm. podcast for a long time. If you want to figure out why you stop or give up when you get close to your accomplishments, you are asking your brain to give you the reasons to stop. Instead of that, what could I do differently today? Change the why? To keep going, move the butt. Change the why. I mean, any of it works, right? What are you solving for? What are you solving for? In your question, you are solving for 
the, this, the case for giving up. What are all the reasons that I give up? I don't really think that's what you want to know. What I think you want to know is how do I stay engaged? Mm -hmm. So we then have to remove that from the realm of the theoretical. This is where so many people lose themselves and miss the opportunity to change is that it's all theoretical. Like, how do I keep going? Why do I give up? Today, take it out of the theoretical, bring it into the immediate. What does it look like to stay engaged today? What does it look like to keep going today. That's what I would be looking at. Boom. There it is. I feel like there was like a lot of fire in this episode. Answers from Elizabeth. I feel like there was a lot of fire. Snark from Chris. You look sleepy. Who Not like sleepy. Here? Not sleepy. Um, all right. We have a winner. We do have a winner. Would but first, like before, the winner is. before we say who won the Changemakers Journal, let me remind you guys, we give something away every single Saturday. These are not like... Um, Promo $2. products yes, that people send us. This is not dollar store no, stuff here. this is not dollar general at all. There's three ways to win. You can leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you in advance for that. It helps us so, so much. You can leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon. If you've read it and you haven't left a review, please do. Not only helps the book and gets it out there, but it also helps you because you could win a cool prize. Or the third way is to post on Facebook or Instagram an episode of this show that you're listening to or loving and make sure to tag me. Tagging me on Instagram is at Elizabeth Benton. Tagging me on Facebook is at Primal Potential Podcast. And now we have a winner. We do have a winner. Who is our winner? Our winner is at Alex T. Greco. Alexis? Alex is T. Greco. <laughs> you left out the is. Alexis T. Greco. You are the winner. All you got to do is email Christopher at primalpotential.com. Within 60 days of this episode's air date, tell him you were the winner for 878, that you won the Changemakers Journal. Include your mailing address, and we'll send it to you, even if you live in Timbuktu. Yes, and Alex, I'd love to know what a T. Greco is, so let us know. Alexis, you weirdo. All right, everybody, have an amazing day. Chris is going to go fortify the freaking goat pen. I might, I might. He is, There's lumber for sure. out there. I can do it. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.